Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Ben's Learning Lounge. I'm so excited to have you back for episode two and I want to thank everyone for the great feedback I've had so far on episode one. It's really been it's really been so heartwarming to see the amount of good feedback I've had uh, from people I know and from people I don't know too. We've surpassed over 100 likes on Facebook already on my page in like like just less than 24 hours which is you know it's just absolutely insane so I want to thank everyone for that. And just a reminder too that this podcast is a fundraiser for Mind. Uh, Mind are a great charity uh, which is all about mental health problems, about supporting people who have mental health difficulties or concerns, especially at the moment during lockdown and quarantine. I think there are a lot of people who might be feeling uh, a little bit lonely, especially if they're away from family and friends. So I think it's a great charity to donate to. So if you're interested in donating to them, please go to justgiving.com slash fundraising slash Ben's Learning Lounge. One more time, that's justgiving.com slash fundraising slash Ben's Learning Lounge. And thank you to everyone who has donated so far. I've got a great guest today for you. Uh, his name is Carlo. He comes from all the way from Peru. Uh, and I've known him for the past couple of years. I met him doing a year abroad in Vienna and he's the most active person I know. And I couldn't think of anyone to talk better about motivation and work ethic than Carlo. So he's a certified nutritional coach. He's the managing director of the Instagram page Billionaire Heaven, which has over 200,000 followers. And he's the CEO of Health Factory Peru, which is a sort of custom diet creation plan company. I'm sure it's going to be helpful for a lot of people because he has some great advice about motivation during the lockdown period, about things you can do, about drive and about failure and what to do when you sort of encounter failure and how to deal with it in a healthy way. Positivity as well. And I really, really recommend you stay to the end because he's got some simple but effective tips that you can put into practice that has been sort of the core of Carlo's mindset and success. Without further ado, I'll pass it over to Carlo and yeah, enjoy the podcast. So here I am with Carlo. Uh, thanks again, Carlo, for saying you'll be a part of the podcast. Oh, thank you, Ben, for having me. It's a pleasure for me. Yeah, no worries. So I've known you for a couple of years now. And the main thing I know about you, apart from being like a, like a dancerholic, is that you're a workaholic <laughs> as well. I, th- I think it'd be great for people to get a sort of look inside your mind. Maybe they can get some motivation during this COVID-19 time uh, when everyone's trying to just get out of bed at a human time. So so first things first, I want to know a little bit about your motivations and a little bit how, how you work and, you know, your general approach to life. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, as far as, I'm, as I can remember, like when I was at school here, like here in Peru, I really wasn't quite uh, motivated like individual I used to I mean I used to get good grades but that was basic that was about it but then uh, when I applied for the scholarship uh, to study at the University of Sheffield which represented my first chance of living abroad uh, and then when I got to Sheffield um, and when I got to the UK and I, I basically fell in love with the place and that's when I decided that I really wanted to stay However, because I had a friend back then that uh, she was from Peru, uh, from my same school, and she didn't manage to stay uh, because of the working permits and all that. That's when like my mentality completely shifted towards constantly like bettering myself in order to stand out, basically. Because for someone to to stay in the UK like as a third country national, it's quite hard. Mm. Uh, and that's that's basically when I started like researching more about how to keep yourself motivated, how to. Uh, I remember at that time there was uh, once I used to have like five part time jobs as well. Wow, Jesus! So, 
yeah, I was doing all sort of like crazy things just to just so that I could stay. But I don't regret it at all. Despite me not being able to stay, because uh, as I said, it, it completely changed my mind, my mind, and my mentality. And that's when I adopted that uh, like work hard, play hard mentality as well. Yeah, that's definitely one I know you for. Um, but there's definitely a gap too between, you know, you said you wanted to stand out in things and um, you had a part-time job, five part-time jobs at, at nearly one point. Uh, but there's obviously a gap between wanting to stand out and then actually enforcing the worth ethic. So how did you manage to actually get that ball rolling originally? Well, I think that the main, the main breaking point, so to speak, was when when I uh, broke up with my first girlfriend and actually then you you helped me quite a lot with that because <laughs> it, it really tore my heart <laughs> I must admit <laughs> but I realized at the moment that uh, like life is gonna throw all sort of things at you um, even though it's normal to feel grief it's normal to feel sad there comes a point in which you realize that feeling sad it's like a, it's an it's an election. It's an option, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of people too who end up in that sort of. You can end up in quite a black hole, can't you? Of sadness. I I definitely yeah, understand it. Exactly, and I think that in life it's important that you decide what to do with with the things that happen in your environment. Like, for instance, if someone has an alcoholic dad, uh, you have two options: whether you become an alcoholic because your dad was an alcoholic, or you you don't become one, you know. You understand the, the risks of drinking too much, and then you uh, you take a different path. But and I think that this applies to everything. And I think that that experience allowed me to understand that happiness was also like within you. You know, if you if you let happiness, like your your personal happiness, depend on things that are in your environment whether someone praises you, whether you get a good mark, whether you excel at your job or stuff like that. You know, things that sometimes uh, they don't depend on you, then your happiness will always be dependent on something, you know. Well, what do you think that the, the source of your happiness was? Is it just the fact that you got a worth ethic or did you start working on specifically something which was that you knew was good for you? Yeah, exactly. I think that the fact that I really wanted to like stay in the UK kept me motivated for a long while. And they said that it takes like uh, 23 days to establish a habit in your brain. So I think that right, I, okay. I just developed a habit out of it. Um, even though like now, uh, obviously my goal is still to go back to the UK, perhaps to do a master's or whatever. I still have like preserved that work ethic. So so yeah, I think that that, that was what really like gave me like a kickstart you know so perhaps there a good thing for people to take away is like if there's something that they actually want to engage doing is to really try and engage in that thing for about a month uh, until they start building a habit of it and then perhaps from then on it just becomes part of the daily routine right yeah exactly like uh they say it takes 23 days to establish a habit and 90 days to establish a lifestyle so once you go past that point you really like you, you your mindset completely changes because you enjoy that process you know, you don't do it out of need. Yeah. You've had experience with that because I know just recently you did some sort of 90-day challenge almost, didn't you? And I, I'm wondering if that established a habit. Do you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, well, basically I started a 90-day uh, challenge in which I would like wake up at 5 a.m. every day and eat like clean as well for like 90 days, except for like occasional cheat day. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it has helped me tremendously. I, I first did it because I started out my company that we basically do meal prep here in Peru. So it was a way of like also promoting it, you know, discreetly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good marketing uh, brain. Yeah, exactly. Because if it works for me, it can work for anyone. That's what I always believe. Um, at the beginning, I mean, it was hard for me to wake up at five, even though I, I was quite used to it before that. Uh, since I w came back to Peru, I, didn't, I felt that I didn't have the same motivation as before. Because, uh, believe it or not, I, I believe that it was me coming back. At, at first, I thought it was like a step down, you know? Yeah. Uh, there were many things that I found that didn't change, some things that they, they bothered me, stuff like that, which it demotivated me a bit. Um, the months leading to me starting the challenge, I, was, I, I really felt that I wasn't the same person, you know, as before. So that's how I started. But, like, and I remember that in the first 15 days, I really saw a change, not only physically, because I, I must admit that I also let myself go. Like, even though I was, mm -hmm. I was going to the gym and everything, I still, I wasn't eating, like, properly. I was eating, like, all sorts of things, so I, I put on a, a lot of weight. Uh, but in the first 15 days of me, of me doing the habit, I, I realized that, oh my god, like, I can do this for the rest of my life, really. And I think that the process that, because I was basically recording the, this whole challenge, like, on, on social media, me being accountable to my friends that follow me on, on Instagram really motivated me as well. But I noticed that by the time I, I went past the, 30, the, the first 30 days, it wasn't about uh, me getting, uh, uh, feeling that motivation from them. It was just like an inner fire that I developed. And now I, I cannot, like, uh, even during this, like, quarantine period, this lockdown period, I'm still working out every day and eating clean. Well, I think that the, the, there's a lot of things to unpack there, I think, just from doing those 90 days. And it's definitely nothing to, um, to play down the fact that you woke up at 5 a.m. every day and had to eat clean every day. And it was brilliant that you did document it because I think it was inspiring for me and other people too. For example, I've been eating healthier, a lot healthier <laughs> for the past month. And a lot of that was actually because I thought, well, if Carla's doing it, then I might as well jump on board too, you know? But a lot of it too is down to the fact that you, you identified uh, the way to build a habit through the 90 yeah. days uh, you also knew that the environment was having an effect on mm -hmm. you you know because it can happen like you said if you go to somewhere which is where things are kind of maybe more stale in your mind or you don't associate it with a productive mindset you can easily let yourself go so you had to make some efforts there to reassociate that environment in your mind and you took responsibility by making sure that it was a sort of a public display which i think is, is all those things are sort of almost great a great recipe to actually manage to get something done yeah, no, like 100%. Um, I think that, uh, as, you, as you said, like the fact that I had that accountability, it, it, it motivated, it gave me that kickstart that I really needed. Because then, like when I was doing it, when I was in the process, I realized that, oh wait, okay, I'm here in Peru, I might as well make lemonade with the lemons that I have, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that it, it's crazy how like a, what started as a physical challenge it had repercussions in every aspect of my, of my life, really, on, the, on like on my work, my personal relationships, and stuff like that. So it's really good, I, I, and I recommend it for anyone. It doesn't the the goal doesn't have to be like physical. It doesn't have to be uh, like any like if you don't like sports, uh, that's fine, you know. But this is something that can be applied applied to any any person, like as per, uh, according to their goal. Well, that's why I wanted to sort of also bring up that 
uh, a lot of people who might be listening to this might be thinking about ways that they can potentially better themselves. You know, maybe uh, they they know that they're, they're not where they could be, but they don't know where that could be is. How do you think people could potentially better themselves uh, if they don't really know which direction to go down to do that? I think that the best way to do so is by trying to find what really uh, motivates you. And it has to be like intrinsic motivation. Because if it's something from the environment, uh, it's easily going to change. And then if it changes, then it's going to affect you and only you. But when motivation is intrinsic, it's from within, you're unstoppable, basically. You know? So you would really have to identify that little thing that turns on that fire in you. Mm-hmm. I heard um, a, I think it was a Will Smith speech and he spoke about just really actually sitting down with yourself, maybe in a mirror and really, really thinking about what is it inside of you that actually motivates you? Because I mean, for example, there's no point going on the diet if you don't really want to be on that diet. You're not going to do a great job of it. You know, you have to find that it's something which you're not waking up every day feeling it's horrible to do. You want to actually have that level of motivation there to do it, and it gives you some kind of life doing it. Otherwise, you're just going to probably burn away more, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, sustainability of a goal, it's crucial. That's, I, I, I would dare to say that that's the most important part of, uh, of achieving a goal. It's like, it's like, for instance, those people that they, they say they eat bad for, like, uh, six months, and then in, in one or two months, they want to eat only like a thousand calories a day um, yes. in order to like uh, to offset the, the period in which they were eating right. But they can do that for like two or three weeks. But then after a while, it takes its toll on you, you know, and it's no longer sustainable. Like you might live on, on a thousand ca- calories every day. It's, it's very, it's like, it's almost impossible. Like you don't have energy for anything you feel down, stuff like that. And this applies in uh, in life as well. You know, you need to find something that is sustainable. And that's that's why I believe, I strongly believe that the most important thing when you set yourself a goal is to take action, you know? Set yourself a goal yeah. in which it's easy to take action for. Like, uh, there's a, I, I believe it's a Navy Seals that they say that, he said that the the first thing you should do, like the moment you wake up, you wake up, is like do your bed, is make your bed, because it will give you a small sense of achievement that will motivate you to start doing the next tasks and so on, you know. And I think that this is Brilliant. something that a lot of people, especially during this lockdown time, is experiencing, you know. Like you wake up at 12, 1 p.m., you don't feel like doing anything, then you like lay on your bed and you procrastinate and procrastinate and procrastinate, so you never go, and you basically get into a, a repetitive cycle, you know, in which you, yes. you in which you feel down because you didn't get any sense of achievement. For instance, there are many teams in football that what they do, and this is why uh, I wanted to highlight that I think that momentum is super important in life. Uh, mm-hmm. Many teams in football, for instance, when they do the preseason, they play against worse teams so that they get their like self-esteem up, you know, so that when they have to face the like the real teams in the in the season, so I think that this is a concept that applies in life too. That you have to do like even like the most menial stuff, the most menial tasks that will set you in a way in that will shift your mentality towards a winning mentality, and that will motivate you to start doing something else. 
Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, on that point too. I mean, I was having a podcast the other day. Uh, I don't know which order these are going to be released in, but about well-being, uh, and one of the things we talk about about well-being and mental health is sort of that there's a lot of great motivation out there for people who potentially are are in a sort of difficult place that to give themselves those little achievements. You know, maybe they they uh, brush their teeth that day or they went to the shop that day. Those kind of things pick you up to the point where you kind of build up like you said that momentum that then glides you forward into the future i mean if you start beating yourself up at the start there's no way you're going to get across that start line you know because you're just not going to feel like you got it in you so if uh, any good advice there for people would be to before you start anything is to try and build yourself up to know that you can do it and that you're actually a great person who who could potentially achieve a lot in life it's all that it's that optimistic optimistic look that i've i've noticed that you've got and it's quite contagious too (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank you very much for saying that. And also, what I what I would like like to for people to really understand is just just take action. You know, that's yeah. the most important thing. Just take action, because I I myself used to be, and even sometimes I am a contemplator. You know, I try to contemplate everything. I wait for the stars to align in order to start doing something. But because you want everything to fall in place, just so that you can start doing like. A certain activity but you have to realize that life is not like that because there are things that are going to escape out of your control and if you wait for like everything to fall in place which most of the times it doesn't it doesn't never like that, that does never happen uh, then you're missing out you know because you're going to be postponing it yeah and and just the perfect thing i can relate to that and again i know i'm going back to it but just because it's such a great example but diets are a perfect thing because a lot of the time people do say you know oh well i would start a diet now but i've got a wedding for example next week or you know i've got a party coming up or you know i've whatever's coming or whatever's happening you just never end up starting it you know monday never comes in those sort of situations yeah exactly like some people even myself i remember like because I used to be really, really, really chubby when I was back in school. And I would always say on like Thursday or on a Friday, okay, I'll start my my diet next month, you know? And then yeah. if for some reason on Monday I wouldn't start, then I would postpone it till next Monday. And it's just a never ending cycle, really. It really is. Another area I actually wanted to, wanted to tackle, again, you, you're someone who manages to keep themselves motivated and, and you do manage to do quite a lot. You know, I want to go a bit more into your part-time job soon, but I want to know if there's any sort of um, difficulties that someone with such a mindset can have that might be novel to people with that mindset. You know, is there a certain um, hindrance of, of wanting to always improve yourself uh, that people might not necessarily be aware of? I think that it's the fact that you will constantly battle with yourself, you know. Mm. Uh, in my in, in my case, but that that is also that also denotes the fact if you constantly battle with yourself, that denotes the fact that you're also getting to know yourself, and that's something that I've realized that living abroad at some uh, such a young age really uh, helped me with, you know, because when you start setting goals, when you start tackling them, when you start being more accountable with your own self, you like indirectly you start getting to know yourself as well. So, but at the same time, it's not all like uh, sunshine and rainbows when that happens, you know, because there will be times that you feel that your own self is bringing you down, mm-hmm. and it really is just a mental battle. Battle, you know, the only person that can uh, that can overcome that is you and only you. 
Yeah, and, and also not to feel guilty, I suppose, when you know that there are certain days when you just do not feel it. I mean, yeah. I saw a, a video of Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, it was, um, not too long ago. And obviously, you know, he's quite a buff guy. And he said, he did a video and he said, today, I just cannot, I just cannot be bothered to go into the gym. He still went in, God bless him. Mm-hmm. And he did, he did a tiny workout because he felt ill. But it was that sort of, I think that aspect of not beating yourself up sometimes when you feel that you can't do it or it might even be detrimental to yourself to do it um especially because of things like burnout which is such a common thing amongst people you know especially people who push themselves yeah. is to you know know where your limits are wh- about how far you're pushing yourself and to know when to to sort of hold yourself back in certain circumstances and just review where you're at and know that you're doing a great job yeah exactly and that also like in order to avoid burnout, you also have to get to know yourself. You know? But it's just a constant like life journey, you know. The first action that one has to take is to acknowledge it. Once you, you acknowledge it, you can set the steps that you need to fulfill in order to achieve it. You know? And it's it's not a it's not a race; it's a marathon, really. You know, there are always gonna be good days and bad yeah. days, and good days and bad days. It's part of the process, you know. I really like I make it seem as it's uh, like a life or death choice, you know. Even small tasks like going to the gym, uh, I say, okay, uh, I put it really high in my priority list and that's what really allows me to fulfill it sometimes. Obviously, if I feel ill, I, I wouldn't train, you know. But sometimes I think it's important to really set your goals really high up mm-hmm. Your priority things, yeah. Your priority list again. With the um, I had a I had a podcast recently with uh, someone about weightlifting, uh, and he was telling me about drawing some of his lifts. You know, sort of a really great thing to do is to sort of imagine sort of a worst case scenario. You know, if I don't lift this, then I'm dead. You know, and and there comes <laughs> such a high motivation along with that thought. Obviously, it's hypothetical, and and every you know you obviously suspending disbelief to do it. But I think that almost putting that mindset uh, into your daily life can be beneficial because sometimes, you know, you don't want to move yourself because you don't see any any real reason to. You know, you most of the time people don't have to do that thing today. They can do it tomorrow. But the issue of always putting it yeah. off is, as we said, is that tomorrow never comes. So to almost give yourself an ultimatum sometimes can be a great way of getting yourself, getting your ass into gear, as some might say. Yeah, exactly. But I, I would like I really feel identified with what with what you just said. But I think that it also depends on the person, you know, yes. because there are some people there are some people that like let's use the example of a of a coach, you know. There are some coaches that when they are really hard on you, they bring the best out of you. But some people are simply not like that, you know. Some people when when someone is hard on them, they just uh, don't want to do it anymore. So you really have to identify what kind of person are you and motivate yourself accordingly you know i'm the kind of person that i work better with pressure but i know people that they don't work well with pressure you know they're better being on a on a calm like state uh being on a like having a, a calm environment and that's how they perform better you know so it really depends on the person that's great so you can kind of learn how to experiment with yourself by seeing okay well i know i need to motivate myself but let's see what kind of motivation works for me because i suppose that's not always as self-evident as people might think exactly and that brings us to the point of again of like getting to know yourself the only way you're going to know what works best for you is by trying it and seeing how you adapt to it that's the only way nobody's going to tell you what works best for you only you do you have any role models who have sort of helped you throughout either knowing yourself better or just kind of bettering yourself in general ah role models i really 
I don't know why, but I, I'm that kind of person that the only people that I, I admire are people that are like either my family or people that I know like quite dearly. But I, I don't have like role models like let's say like someone like like someone famous, you know, that mm -hmm. I aspire to be. Uh, if I would have to pick one, like one person that I would really like to know, but not be exactly like that person, that probably would be like Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson, you know. But I feel that I try to take the best things from many people, you know. That, and, that, and I think that that's what really has helped me. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have that ability, right? We can all pick and mix. We can, we know that everyone has their own faults and mistakes and it'd be silly to think that, you know, people don't know the lives of celebrities, for example, so you don't actually know what they're going through. So to sort of put them on a pedestal isn't great, but yeah, to pick out the best parts of them or pick out the best parts of your friends and family and learn how to uh, use those parts to your advantage is, is obviously a great thing. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that. So how do you think people can stay motivated during or well, stay productive during the quarantine i mean people have work to do still <laughs> people maybe have mm -hmm. projects that they're not fulfilling um would this go back to your your point about just taking action yes definitely just set yourself a menial first set yourself a menial task something that you have to do at the start of each day you know and build it up accordingly so you can start with like making your bed or I don't know, like uh, reading like some pages of your favorite book or watching a YouTube video, maybe watching like a motivational video, but just take action on that first task and you'll see how little by little you'll your inner motivation will build up and that will motivate you to go on to the next task and the next task. But it's, I think it's really important to set up, to set out what you need to do and not just have it in your, in your brain, you know. Well, what's your opinion on uh, if someone sort of has that idea in their brain, they start acting on it and then they fail? I mean, that happens to a lot of us too, and I'm sure it's happened to you. So when things don't exactly go your way in those situations, what kind of advice would you would you say is good there? That Remember that in order to succeed, you have to fail. Like, if you look at it from kind of like an objective point of view, the more you fail, the closer you are to getting to your goal. And also, fail doesn't have to be, like, failure doesn't have to be permanent, you know? It's just part of the ride. If you, if, if you stop, like, if, if you go past the failure avenue, why would you stop there, you know? You have to go on and move forward. I've heard that some of the best uh, basketball players, for example, have had some of the most fails in history, but they're all private, you know? They're all behind closed doors and they're practicing on their own. You know, to be the best at something, you're probably going to fail a lot of times to get there. Yeah, exactly. For instance, like Kobe Bryant, like rest in peace. I believe he was the NBA player that failed the most uh, shots on like on the ring. So, and he's like by many one of the best uh, basketball players to ever grace the earth. So that that helps, like stuff like that helps you put things into perspective. You know that failure is part of the of your journey towards success. So you have to embrace it. It doesn't have to be negative. Like if something happens to you or if you fail and you don't you don't gain anything out of it, then I would say yeah, it's utter failure. But if you gain even the tiniest bit of lesson from it, 
then you're much better than when you started, you know? Brilliant. Yeah. And just lastly now, Carlo, I do want to bring it to uh, another piece of advice which you might have is I, again, I'm trying to really milk you for all the knowledge I can in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, you've, you've had a few different part-time jobs at the same time, which is really overwhelming talking to you about the amount of stuff that you've done. You've been waking up early. You've been managing all kinds of pages, which have God knows how many followers. What, what would you say, and as well, as well as moving country at such a young age and, and living in a different country, what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned through all of this? Uh, the biggest thing that I've learned, the fact that the only boundaries, uh, the ba- boundaries are only set by you and only you. Like, I think that if you, even if, even if it sounds cliche, I, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. uh, if you believe it, I think, and if you work systematically and also like in a smart way towards it, you will achieve it sooner or later. But just like, just don't give up, you know, because as I, as I said earlier, like failure is part of the journey, you know, um, if you're going past the failure avenue and you fail, you stop, like, wh- yeah. why would you stop there and quit, you know, and leave your car and get out? You have to just keep on driving, keep on moving forward. And eventually something will conspire, something will help you. Or you, or you will find something out that will help you towards achieving your success. That is, that, what a great statement to end on, I'll tell you. Now, yeah, so I just want to thank you, Carla, for being part of the podcast. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people now who feel incredibly motivated to get on things, which perhaps they've been procrastinating for a lot of time. Just take action, you know, look at your environment, look at the habits, look at the responsibility you can take, see what motivation works for you. I think a lot of bases have been covered in this podcast. And I want to, yeah, I want to thank you for your time and for, for bringing up these things, which might not be the first thought for some people. Oh, no, thank you so much, Ben, for being a wonderful friend and for having me here. You know that I think really highly of you. Yeah, I hope that uh, there will be a time soon in the future that we can meet up again. I'm hoping so too. I think that day will come soon. When you get your ass back over to the UK, we're gonna we're gonna dance the night <laughs> away, my friend. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Thanks very much, man. Cheers. No, thank you. Take care. Bye.